All right, welcome back. This episode 17, uh, 7 January 2021. So we are in Woo! the new year. Yeah. Uh, so glad you guys are back with us. Uh, with change the way you think, change your life. So uh, it wouldn't be the Caratine podcast if we didn't have a good intro. And so one thing that's on everybody's mind is when should people take down Christmas lights? <laughs> and is it even essential to take them down at all? Mm. I'm very opinionated about this. <laughs> okay, well, let's hear it. Not that that's different from everything else. <laughs> no, uh, for me, we were talking about this prior to because we always kind of discuss the question. I love the idea of putting them up, getting them in place and enjoying them during the holidays. But there's something almost depressing for me after. Mm -hmm. So I take them down as soon as possible after the holidays are over. So we took ours down this last weekend. Um, sometimes we'll leave them up a, a week longer or whatever. But mm -hmm. I usually when the holidays are over, now it's a reminder to me that the holidays are over. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. want that reminder. Yeah. I, I know for me, like uh, I seeing the little because we do artificial trees. We're part. We're we're one of the statistics, uh, and uh, yeah, we seeing all the needles like all over the ground. And like after seeing that for a month, I'm like, I I have a little bit of a Danny Tanner kind of come in. And <laughs> my little dust buster. No, not really. Uh, I'm not that cool. So, uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, we when you know we don't really have like a set date. But when we clean up, it is like it is game on. It is. But we, we are all packed People up. are going to have to check that Tanner reference. I think you may just aged yourself there. Oh, yeah, I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> wasn't going to say anything, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I, I do not enjoy the process of putting Christmas lights up. Yeah. I enjoy when they're up. I like, you know, to sit and look at them. It makes the house cozy. But pretty much as soon as Christmas is over, I want them down. And it's not because I just want them gone. It's because I don't want it looming over me that I have to get it done. And, you know, I have to go back to work soon. I just want it, you know, to get it off my list. Mm -hmm. I feel like me and my mom don't think a month is long enough to have Christmas <laughs> stuff up. So we always keep it up a little later. Um, I think we went to the end of February before with our wow, stuff still okay. up. Impressive. Um, yeah. So did yeah. you make it a Valentine's tree at that point? or I would decorate a tree for every holiday, I think. I think they're just so pretty. So our stuff's still up at my house. I did a first this year okay. because I feel like my neighbors are always smarter than me. Mm -hmm. So we had that, I don't even remember when it was, but it was between Christmas and New Year's, we had like a 50-some degree day. Mm -hmm. I went outside and took the outside lights down. Mm -hmm. Normally I would not do that prior to New Year's, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know when the next warm day's coming. I think a lot of people <laughs> did that. I think that's smart. Well, we had like three days of rain there. It was like, uh, I really don't want to be doing it in the rain, right. but I want to get it done right. before all that. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, as we go into uh, a new year, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, um, whether you listen to media or social media or, or you know, your, your family or friends, a lot of folks talk about uh, resolutions. And, and, and I, we're not going to be talking about resolutions more so, you know, from a, a biblical perspective, you know, what is God pressing on your heart? So, you know, as, as you dive into God's word and, and you're, you're, you're thinking ahead into 2021 and reflecting on 2020, what is God pressing on, on your heart this year? And so I don't know who might want to lead us off, but I think. Yeah, so I think um, 2020 was a very draining year for a lot of people. Um, there was just a lot of loss or just rhythms had to change, and it was really challenging. And I think a big word that God's pressed on my heart for this year is replenish, mm -hmm. just to kind of. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, I was even just like reading something the other day, and it said replenish in it, and I was like, 
I feel like this is what I need right now. Like, and sometimes I feel like when you're a Christian for a long time, you can kind of get in seasons where things can kind of feel mundane. And so I think for me, replenish has been a big word of just like we can flourish again, like Mm -hmm. after those like tough seasons. That's good. I like it. What about you, Lori? Uh, My, my word for 2021 is listen. Um, I had lots of stuff going on in 2020, just like everyone else. Um, a lot of personal things with family and um, just, just, you know, a lot of things changed for me. I I had to deal with some, some personal things and move forward on some, on some things. And I've kind of gotten to the mode of just, I'm just constantly trying to fix and control things and make things happen. And I feel like now God wants me to stop and, Listen to him, first of all, and listen to the people around me that I'm trying to love and trying to take care of. Instead of doing or giving them what I th- what I think they need, I need to listen to God. I need to listen to them to know what they want for me. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, hope that the people in my life will stop and, and listen to me a little more to allow me to, to say the things I need to say and actually, actually hear. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of what's been on my heart and mind. It's good. What about yourself, Tom? Well, I wanted to I wanted to say first we were talking last night in our celebrate recovery mm-hmm. about about resolutions and I can't speak for everybody, I'll speak for me. But I think, you know, after a while you just kind of give up on those things because too many times I've been unsuccessful in keeping them. And I realized it's because, you know, at the heart of a resolution is resolve. Mm-hmm. And when we resolve ourselves, that really means we're depending on our own strength to get something done. And we know that apart from God, not much is accomplished that has real value, but with God, all things are possible. And so I think not, not that we shouldn't make resolutions, but we shouldn't make a resolution that isn't from God. And so I really Mm -hmm. appreciate you kind of bringing up what is God putting on our hearts because that's going to be the correct place to resolve ourselves. That's mm-hmm. going to be the correct place to apply our will because that's God's will for our life, and therefore his strength is there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a real, it's interesting as I was thinking about this, I didn't get a really clear what this means necessarily going forward into mm-hmm. 2021, but the word I got was change. Yeah, And it was funny because I was sharing that with somebody earlier and they said, well, don't you think there was enough change in 2020? <laughs> yeah. But I think this is more like change that God wants to do in me and in my life. Yeah, And I also felt a, sort of a secondary thing of, of God sort of saying to me, it's going to be a surprise. You may think, I may think, I know it needs to be changed, mm-hmm. but he's got news for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so that's kind of what I'm leaning to in 2021 is, is the changes that God wants to make in my life. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the conversations we have and the teachings we have on Tuesdays with the all staff. And, uh, th- this, this idea for our podcast really kind of stemmed heavily from that. And so one of the things that we were challenged with, uh, by our lead pastor, Nate was what, what word is, is God pressing on your heart uh, for 2021? And so, uh, I I came up to him yesterday. I was like, Nate, I'm 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 really struggling to get it down to one word. I'm like, I'm really <laughs> trying to boil it down. And my, if I go with one word, it's not going to make sense. So I was like, Is it okay to go with two words? He's like, Yeah, man, it's it's cool. So <laughs> so for mine, it's and I'm I'm not trying to be special. I, I just like I just I just feel like God has really prompted this on my heart the last few weeks, and that is uh, uh, this idea of having biblical lenses. And so 
you know, as, as we're sitting here, I've got my, my Bible in front of me and it's just like this, the, the visual I have for me is that I, I, I want to, I want everything I, I see in the world to be, uh, to be filtered by the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Bible is true. Uh, it's sufficient. It's inerrant. It's infallible. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's just, it, and, and the good thing too is it, it points to Jesus and it helps us you know, see how we can become more Christ-like and it is truly God's living word. So for me, in all things, marriage, work, personal, uh, any kind of relationships, it's like I want to see it through biblical lenses. I think that's really cool. It reminds me, uh, one of my early uh, spiritual mentors used to talk about that the lenses that we look at the world mm-hmm. are typically the problem, not the world. Yeah, and he would he would he actually um, gave a mental image of picture you're sitting in your house and you're looking through the window outside, and when you look outside, it looks scary and there are monsters and weird things in the yard. Yeah, and you open up the door and you go outside and, th- and there's nothing like that. And you come back in and you look through that same window and it looks that same way again. But if you clean the window, mm-hmm. if you clean the distortion, yeah. you begin to see things as they really are. So I really love that idea of biblical lenses because I'm taking worldly lenses off, mm-hmm. right? I'm taking the way, you know, my sinful nature would have me look at things, and I'm trying to see things the way God sees them. And and actually, that's something I share a lot with some of the folks we help here in care ministry is one of my prayers is often God, help me to see this as you're seeing this. Yeah, because yeah. I'm upset, and I'm and I'm not obviously I'm not getting something because I'm 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 not dealing with this well. Let me see this through your eyes, and so I, I that's a great word. I love that idea of biblical lenses. Well, and 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 two, like you know, uh, you know, in care ministry, we we work with so many folks, and 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 on on so many levels, uh, you know it. it one, it's important to use the lenses, and sometimes it's like for me, like when I, especially when I'm talking with folks about uh, when there's conflict, whether within a marriage or uh, uh, within you know their relationship with their kids or their family or wherever. It's like I remember reading a book a few years ago uh, talking about it was I, I always forget the title, but it's like why we don't listen better, or why we don't communicate better. And in there, he talked about this idea of the flat brain syndrome, and we were uh, we're being uh, if we're not careful. Uh, our emotions and our gut are going to boil over and come spewing out our mouth, and we're not going to be using any kind of filters. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things that you know, like uh, all those tools that God has blessed us with to 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 speak. You know, uh, uh, to speak in a Christ-centered manner. So, it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple things too. Like uh, I, I really like what Callie brought up too, and, and it reminded me of, of uh, uh, Colossians uh, chapter one, and uh, it it talks in there. You know, from verse nine, it says. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. And it's like this idea of, you know, it's it's clear that, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we, we need to be filled. Like we're, we're not, you know, we're not there yet. We're, you know, we're, we're continually, you know, working on our, our sanctification and, becoming more Christ-like. And so, you know, this, this idea of seeking to be filled and the importance of that. Well, I heard in that scripture a, a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and that is to walk in a way worthy. Oh, yeah. You know, what an awesome goal for 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, let let me live this year in a way that's worthy of you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we can't do that without him. But um, 
anything that pushes us into reaching out more, strengthening our relationship with God, getting to know Christ better, you know, that's what that challenge is about. Yeah. Because I can't walk in a way worthy without, oh, yeah. without his strength and his right. power. And, and so maybe, maybe the challenge and maybe the word for everybody listening to this podcast is may you find God's power so that you may walk in a way this year that's worthy of yeah. the Lord. Yeah, and regardless of your situation, whether it be a addiction or, or cancer or uh, um, who knows what, uh, grief or divorce or, or what have you. Yeah. We know that there are many people uh, uh, struggling with many different challenges. And uh, the, this, you know, the 2020, there were, there were exponentially other challenges that we just don't normally routinely uh, compound on top of those things, whether it be uh, racial unrest or political uh, elections or COVID or et cetera, masks, you know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, just all those things kind of compound all those other things uh, yeah. and just make it that more challenging. I'm going to put Callie and Lori on the spot. Yeah. They love it when I do this. Love it. Um, <laughs> uh, for you and, and just, you know, your first thoughts, there's no right or wrong answer to this. So don't feel pressure, but I just wonder if you, if, as we were talking about that, as you think about the challenge of walking in a way worthy are there things that the Lord has put on your heart that you want to work on or ways that you, um, how should I ask this? Are there things that you feel like are, are stopping you from walking in a way that's worthy? Or maybe there are things that are positive that you're looking to that I, that you look at as helping you in, in exhibiting walking in a way that's worthy. I hope I made sense. When you were talking about God's power and, and, walking in a way that's worthy that that's really exciting i mean what an honor for us to be able to to have the power of the holy spirit to Mm -hmm. um, you know be worthy of of you know god and um i was just thinking about what i said my word was listen and if i if i don't start listening if i keep trying to do my things my own way how am I ever going to be worthy? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have myself on too high of a pedestal trying to trying to do things my own way, and I need to stop, and I need to listen to what God's telling me, what he's telling me through other people, and what he's telling me other people need from me. Yeah, it's good. I think for me, like, I understand that when we walk with Christ, like, we can truly thrive, and there are always going to be difficult things that come our way, regardless of if we have God or if we don't. Like, we all face hardship. And I just think about, we have access to God. Like, we have relationship with him. We have the Holy Spirit. And that's just such a powerful thing. And I really think we take that for granted. Or we try to do things in our own power or in our own way because we're human. And we don't like to admit that we're not God. And so, <laughs> I think... Yeah. For me, it's just with that word replenish, it's like I can be filled, but I have to be surrendered. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Yep. I, I think about, you know, um, we joke around here about some of our Enneagram numbers, but <laughs> there really is a lot of truth to them. And one of mine is my wing is eight, and I'm a challenger. I like to challenge. And with that also comes sort of a rebellious spirit. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the surefire ways to not walk in a way that's worthy is to be disobedient. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I will, I pray for and that I will continue to pray for is, is God, help me be obedient to you. Help me yeah. be mm-hmm. obedient to your word. And I love that you brought up that word surrender because that is a word 
that cycles through care ministry over and over and over, that Mm -hmm. having a surrendered heart, having a surrendered stance, Lord, your servant's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me where to go, what to do, wh- whom to see. Uh, so that that's just great. I mean, yeah. it's good stuff. Well, and I, I remember you told me uh, early on uh, this, and and I apologize if I butcher it, but it was, uh, and, and maybe you, you need to say it better than I. But it uh, healing can't really begin until you realize just how broken and desperately you need Christ. You said it great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, it's just and. and and, and what's wonderful, too, is that, you know, uh, to help us do that is to, to diving into God's Word. And one thing I'm reminded of is, is 2 Timothy uh, 3, 8, 3, uh, 16 through 17. All Scripture is breathed out by God and uh, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Now, I love 17, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so, like, you know, as we're like God saying, look, I, I, you know, I want you to walk, you know, I, w- I want to equip you to 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 be worthy to 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 become more Christ-like, and it's like, man, it's like just a reminder of the, the importance of being in Scripture, absolutely routinely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a- as we're walking through with with folks, you know, in care ministry, uh, I know that um, you know there there are times where uh, you know we can get into some very dark places. Um, you know, maybe it's something that has. Uh, uh, Maybe it's it, it's it's a reminder of this fallen world. Maybe it's something like uh, cancer, or uh, maybe somebody's passed away. You know these things that that you know you could be in God's word all the time and just it it's because we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it's a situation where uh, maybe you, you you know you weren't you, you had a moment or a season or or a, a a second where you weren't in God's word. You made some decisions and it's like you find yourself down this path. And um, but I want to let you know that it's it's you may be in these dark seasons or you may be the word you used earlier trial. You may, maybe you have this like dark trial and to understand that like it, it, it can seem overwhelming to, to be like, how can I do this? How can I get out of this? But it's, you know, the importance of, of knowing that uh, this is a, uh, this is a process this is, you know, we're all, we're all trying to, to figure this out. We're all on our own journey and none of us have it all together. And, you know, even when I, you know, I was, when I were prepping for this, I was, reminded of Mark uh, 9, 24, uh, where like the father, you know, comes to Jesus and he's like, you know, Jesus is like, you need to believe. And he's like, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And then, you know, so it's like, you know, it's okay to say I'm struggling. Like, I I don't even believe that this can even be possible. I mean, not that we want to stay there, but just understand that that there are moments like that, that we all don't, we all struggle with our belief at at moments. Mm -hmm. And then the good news is, is that, you know, we look in scripture and in Hebrews 12, one through two, that Jesus is the perfecter our faith. And so that's the good news. I want to take that as a opportunity to kind of plug our care ministry and what we offer. Um, and, uh, we're starting on the 11th back mm-hmm. with all of our groups. Uh, Laura, you help me. I think we have 12 or 13 different groups Gosh, that we offer. Like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't have a group for it, we'll start one. Um, right. you yeah. know, if you're struggling yeah. with something, we want to help you. And you know, as Tommy was talking about struggling with our, our own areas of weakness, unbelief, that's part of the reason we come together as a body. Yep. It's part of the reason we come together as community. It's part of the reason that whatever it is we're healing slash recovering from, we do that in concert with others. We don't do that in isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we know that God is expressed among us as we're together. And and so I just want to invite you, if 
If you live in our community, you don't have to be a member of our church. Yep. Uh, we've got a group for you. We want to help you. Uh, we want to pray uh, with and for you. Um, we have a great guy, Jeff, that hangs out on Monday nights just to be available to guy. pray with people. Yeah. And uh, he does it with such joy uh, in his heart and just loves people so much. Uh, and that's what we really want to do. We really just want to love you. Um, you know, uh, I think it's AA has a saying. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but they say, we'll love you till you can love yourself. Yeah. And I think that's so cool because oh, that's yeah. really what we do as the church. It's really what we want to do. And, and back to Tommy's point, I may do well for a really long time, but all of us have struggles, a sudden loss uh, through death, uh, uh, an unexpected divorce. Mm-hmm. We may have been doing everything right. You know, uh, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yep. Unfortunately, bad things happen. And so we want you to know that um, there's no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. We know that everybody struggles at some point. So mm-hmm. um, don't want to, to to beat the point too much, but just to say that we we get our joy and our honor in serving you and caring for you. And so do the leaders that come and we would love to see you here on Monday nights at six 30. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap it up, uh, Callie, do you mind praying us out uh, as we, as we, you know, we're reminded that that prayer is primary, that that's the primary way we can, we can uh, serve people and, uh, and, uh, and help people. And uh, so we just want to take this moment to close out in prayer. Dear God, just thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for everyone listening right now. Um, I just pray that something um, in our podcast just pressed on their hearts, um, that you spoke to them and that maybe convicted them of an action um, or just a feeling that they needed, Lord. Um, I just pray that people are really open and receptive to you and that we don't push you away, but we listen to your correction and we listen to your teaching. I just pray that we know that you're always for us, Lord. I just pray that we know that you are our comforter and you are our redeemer and that we can come to you with our brokenness and our hurting. Um, I just pray that people find healing in you. I pray that we all press into that and do not steer away from it. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as always, uh, don't forget to join us every Thursday morning, 7 a.m., Uh, where you can catch this episode or others. uh, And that would be on Amazon Music, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can go to mindorsa.com slash care for additional resources. Love you guys and see you next week.